0: I want to thank you for being at prayer tonight. I have a word for you that I want to share with you for just a moment, and I want you to turn with me to the book of Job chapter 1, and I want to read just a couple of things, and what I want to talk to you about tonight that God had put in my heart is keeping the faith while living in a mystery from God. Keeping the faith while living in a mystery From God. And I mean that in the sense that sometimes God sends a mystery into our life. And a mystery is just that you don't really know what is going on. You can't define anything, and there's there's very little that you can just be grounded in. How do you keep your faith in that moment of your life? And I, I believe God's going to do a miracle for some people tonight in this room. I believe that's why he's having me give this to you. Job 1.1, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God. And eschewed evil. Verse 6 Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said to Satan, Where comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that fears God and eschews evil. And so by God's own testimony, Job is a good man. Job is a God-fearing man. And possibly of all of the men that were alive on the earth, this was the one man that was most in favor with God. By the lifestyle that he was living. And so of all of the people that God could pick on the earth to present to Satan, he picked this man. You know, if we were God, we would have probably picked somebody that was rebellious. Somebody that was just defiant of God. Somebody that was just consistently doing the wrong thing and not doing what God wanted. But God chose one of his jewels To present to Satan. Have you considered him? And I want you to think about this. This greatly affected Job. And when I say this about keeping the faith while living in a mystery of God. I mean it in this this way. Job had no idea what was going on. Job had no clue that there was a meeting in heaven with God and Satan. Job had no idea that he was being chosen or he was being picked to suffer at the hands of Satan for the glory of God. He did not know this. And as a result of this, Job, in the chapters that would follow, Job would cry out to God, basically, why? Why is this going on? Why is this happening to me? And and even the the fact that Job would ask why presupposes, and I want you to really understand this, it presupposes that Job understood this is not coincidence. This is a plan. Something is happening that's being orchestrated. And because he was asking God why, then Job knew God is involved in this. And so that why of Job was filled with a desire that, God, you're in it, and I don't understand it, and I don't know what the plan is, and I don't know what the purpose is, but I want you to know this is hurting really badly. Now, this is a beautiful part of the testimony that the Bible says, God says this, that in all of this, Job did not sin. And so I want to comfort you tonight that if you are walking in a mystery and you're not understanding what's going on, and you're crying, and you're asking God why, that is not sin. Job did not charge God with wickedness. Job did not impugn the character of God, but he did not understand what was going on. And he wanted God to speak to him. He even despaired for his own life. And I'll read that in chapter 10 just very quickly if you'll turn there. Because he says in chapter 10, if you would notice this in verses 1 and 2. My soul is weary of my life. I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Show me therefore or wherefore you contend with me. Show me why you're doing this. And so he's asking God, don't condemn me. But one of the things he is praying, and it's not just one time he says this, he says, why did you let me be born? Why did you let me come forth from the womb? Why, why did you, if, if all of this sorrow and all of this pain has been purposed in my life, because you're my God, why did you let it, why did you even let me be born? Why did I have to suffer this? I don't understand it. And there there are even times where Job says to God, Could you just hold up for a minute so I can swallow? So I can catch my breath? There was one calamity after another that was sweeping over Job's life. And he had no idea that Satan and God were talking. And God was choosing Job To go through something for the glory of God. Beloved, I want you to know tonight that Jesus is the creator of all things. Not only is he the creator of all things. The Bible says all things were made by him, through him, and for him. It's all for Jesus. Jesus. And we need to understand that. And we need to be very careful when we're walking through a mystery. It's not all for you. It's all for Him. It's all for Him. The suffering is for Him. And there are things that are going on about my life I have no idea I have no idea the conversation that God might be having with principalities and powers. And I have been chosen by God to be an instrument that will bring him untold glory. And if I knew that beforehand, my whole attitude going through it could be different but for many of us, we will not know until we step into eternity and all of the whys are answered and we will look back on the life of pain and we will say to God, Oh God, like Job, I just shut my mouth. Your way was perfect. It was perfect. And so we have to understand that about God and we have to know that about God. How many of you have ever been there before in your life where you just don't know what's going on and you've been there in your life and you just say, hey, God, this is hurting. God, this is painful. God, I don't like this. God, what are you doing? God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? God, it's enough, right? It's enough. No more. It can't get worse than this. How many of you have ever been there? I want you to read this with me in Acts chapter 14. And in some way, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will do this through me for you tonight. But in Acts 14, he says in verse 22, this was the ministry of Paul, that he returned again to Lystra, Iconium, Iconium and Antioch. And the reason he returned there is because there had been great persecution And so Paul goes back to these people that were under persecution. And the reason is, is verse 22. And I want you to read it carefully. It says, confirming the souls of the disciples. That word confirming means to reestablish, to strengthen, and to make stronger. So Paul is going back to suffering Christians. And he is going back to make them stronger, to reestablish their faith lest through their persecution their faith has wavered. He went back to them to help them, confirm the souls of the disciples, and exhorting them to continue in the faith, and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. We must. We must. Well, I would say this as well. For those that don't want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must, through great tribulation, enter the kingdom of hell. So, I pray your sufferings leading you to heaven, rather than hell. Because you're going to have it one way or the other. And it's much better to be chosen by God, to walk and to live for the glory of God. So, I wanted to conclude with this, but and it's in Hebrews 11. And while you're turning there, I just... I want to just confront this attitude today that seems prevalent in our society that many people are embracing a Christianity that seeks to manipulate and manage God. And that follows God primarily for the blessing of God, thinking that if I follow God for giving my life to Jesus Christ, I won't have suffering and I won't have sorrow. That is a modern-day heretical message that is not biblically true. So I want to say that to you because you're suffering in life. Every one of you are suffering in some manner, in some way. Maybe your suffering's light. One day it may be heavy. There are manifold seasons. Some days it's the time for war and there's a time for peace. Aren't you glad for green pastures and still waters where God gives us a time out? And some of you need a time out. And I'm believing that for you tonight. He is the shepherd who leads you to green pastures and still waters. I'm believing he he may lead some of you there tonight who need a break. You need a refreshing in the Lord. You need a retreat. God knows that you do. He wants to give that to you. You don't have it because maybe you're not asking for it. Maybe you just anticipate constant travail rather than the provision of Of the Savior. But I want to come to this in Hebrews 11 verse 6. And it says without faith. It is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God. Must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder. Of them that diligently seek him. And I want to say this to you. I want to bring you back to Job for just a second. Job was a man of faith. And I know that for a fact because the Bible tells me he was. But he also fulfills verse 6 of Hebrews 11. He believed that God is. Even in his questions through the midst of the mystery, he was asking God why. And the second thing we find about Job is he believed when he was living a life that was justified to believe the very opposite, that God is not good, that God is not kind, that God is not faithful, instead, Job chose to believe that He is my Redeemer, and He lives, and I shall see Him. He whom my soul loves... And that's what Job believed. We know that even when Job's wife said to Job, curse God and die. And he said, shall we not accept bad as well as good from the hand of God? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I will not curse God and die, for I know that I shall see him with my own eyes. I shall see God. And so he knew that God, through the midst of all of this mystery, that God's still a rewarder, and I cannot throw my faith away and curse him. I cannot do that. Now, I can ask him why, but I'm not going to curse him. And I'm not going to believe that he's evil and that he's bad and that he's not good, because I know that he is, and that's a man of faith. Now, I want you to see, if you will, in Hebrews 11, I would like you to go down to... Verse 32. And it talks about all these heroes of the faith. And it says, And what shall I more say? But the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, of Samson, Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, Obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. And we would say those are men and women of faith, And if you're a person of faith, that's the life you're going to live. If you're a person of faith, then you're going to see nothing but victory in your life. You are going to see armies turn back in flight. You are going to see the dead raised. You are going to see miracles constantly if you are a person of faith. But I rejoice that the testimony of the Holy Spirit does not stop there. And the testimony of the Holy Spirit says, time out. That's not the only demonstration of faith. It's not just demonstrated in People who turn armies back in flight. It's not just demonstrated in women who can pray and see the dead raised or the sick are healed and miracle interventions happen. Faith is also seen, verse 35, through others who were tortured, not accepting deliverance. In other words, they died. And modern-day Christianity would look at these who actually died for their faith as being people of no faith. Because people of faith turn the armies away. And people of faith quench the violence of the fire. They walk through the fire. They're Daniels. They sleep in the den of lions and they come out unharmed. But what about those martyrs that were thrown into Nero's courts and eaten up by the lions? Oh, they must have not been people of faith or they would have been delivered. And we judge through that lens today to such a degree that we live more by presumption than we do by faith. People do not know how to die well. Because they don't know how to live in faith. I've watched people die from battling things in their life and in their health who did not die well in this sense. They said no goodbyes to their children. They said no goodbyes to their spouses because you could not talk about sickness around them. You could not talk about death around them because that wasn't faith. Even though they are dying. And they went on to die. And I watched. I have seen it with my own eyes. Multitudes of people, children, friends, bitter with God. God failed. Because they believed God was going to heal them. And God failed them. But did he? Absolutely not. God never fails. God never does wrong. But there was a presumption in it. And and beloved, some Christians die. Some Christians live. Some Christians are martyred, and some Christians escape. And that side that seems to escape, and this side that seems to be martyred, are not people of lesser faith. If they have the faith to walk with God through the trial, and only in eternity will we be able to see how maybe they were chosen to suffer such at the hand of God. Now, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. I've, I say pray for escape and pray for healing and believe God for But when God speaks, and I have to comment about this. There's been very few people I've ever seen go to Jesus so beautifully as clay. Because clay knew In the spirit, he was going home. And he made videos. And he pulled his children in. And he talked to them about the faith. And about Jesus. And about salvation. And begging them to come to heaven with him. When they pass away. And he made a video that would speak to a thousand people at his funeral service where he could testify of his love for God and his glory for God because he heard God and he had the faith to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and tell people it's not scary. For he is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. I know that's not popular. But I want to encourage you, beloved, to not view people who suffer and people who are in the midst of a battle or people that are walking through a mystery. Don't associate to them that they are people of little faith. They may be walking And a type of faith that is going to crown the glory of God with such splendor throughout all of eternity as demon forces and powers watch that they are serving God because they love God and they believe God, not because God is a way out of suffering, but He is the way through suffering. They believe God for it. So let me finish, please. In Hebrews 11.35, others were tortured not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yes, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. And I guarantee you, some of these people were stoned by demon-possessed people. I think Jesus was crucified by demon-possessed people. They were tempted, they were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. They were destitute, afflicted, tormented. Oh, these people just didn't have any faith. Well, that might be our conclusion if it wasn't in the Word of God telling us the world was not worthy of them. Yes, they had faith. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, the ones who raised the dead and the ones who died, the ones who escaped death and the ones who were sawn in two, these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise God, having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. And I just, I, I just want to share this with you tonight because I believe with all of my heart, as Daryl explained, this is where we are. This is the sound of the trumpet. I want to encourage you as you're walking through this life to that trumpet and you experience things in life that are very unusual for American Christians don't lose your faith don't misunderstand suffering but you have to believe that God is And I'm going to diligently seek Him even when I'm walking through a mystery. And He's a rewarder. I will walk through the mystery. I will go through to the end of the suffering to the glory. And I will see that God is a rewarder. You have to have that faith. And if you don't believe, there's a reward coming even for your suffering is going to be very difficult for you to walk it through. Don't underestimate God and don't underestimate the contest between God's kingdom and the kingdom of principalities and powers. And perhaps you have been the topic of a conversation and you might say to God, well, leave me out of it. I don't think, God asked our permission. All things were made by him, through him, and for him. And he has chosen us to be an instrument of his magnificent glory and his magnificent splendor. So when I'm walking through a mystery, I must believe in God. And when I'm walking through a mystery, I must believe he's a rewarder. And I have to be very careful how I judge your suffering and I determine you're a great man of faith or you're a man of weak faith based upon what I see because I don't see what's going on in that spiritual world but I know this every one of us are suffering things and if we've still got our faith and we still believe that God is and he's a rewarder that's a miracle and that's a great faith Now I want to ask you to stand with me and we're just going to close in prayer tonight. And I want to ask tonight, and I believe this with all of my heart, even when you're walking through a mystery, sometimes you just need a green pasture or a still water. The Bible says that our shepherd leads us there. He does. He leads us there. You need a reprise, you need a refreshing, you need a a rest. And Jesus knows that. And perhaps tonight he wants to give some of you that. And so I'm just going to ask you right now, if you need that rest, to just draw near to the Lord and ask him. I need that green pasture. I need that still water right now. I need to be still so I can hear you. I need to be still so that I know that you're God. There's too much commotion, too much distraction in my life. Bring me there, Lord. And give me that. The other thing that I want to pray for tonight, and I believe this is something that I pray will be miraculous, but it's for anybody in this room who would be willing to say today that I am in a mystery. I'm in it. I don't understand it. It's painful. And I want prayer tonight. And I want strength tonight. And I want faith tonight. If that's you, and I want to pray with you. These that are kneeling, I'm just going to trust they're looking for a still water. But if you're in a mystery, you need somebody to fight for you. Not fight you, but fight for you. And if you're in that mystery, I just want to ask you to come and draw close tonight. Stand up here. Don't kneel. But come and stand so we will know to pray for you. Sister, thank you. And we're so glad you're with us tonight. Praise God. Anybody, I'm just in that mystery. Praise God. Come on. You need prayer tonight. If you're kneeling, we're going to leave you alone. You and your shepherd in the still water. But if you're in that mystery... We're going to pray with you. We're going to bind the devil because oftentimes he's at work. And we're just going to believe God to strengthen your faith. So everyone that's standing up here tonight, come on church, just get around them. And let's just believe right now in the name of Jesus, pray for their faith to be strengthened. Pray that they're not deceived by the devil. Pray that they do not listen to the lies of the enemy. But pray that they hear the truth of God. The reality of God. Pray that they hear that. Believe for them tonight. Sometimes it's so hard for them to believe. They're wounded. All they can do is ask why, 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 God, why me? Enough God. And that's sometimes that's all they can cry out. But you can pray for them. Come on, pray in your spirit, pray in your tongues, pray in the Holy Ghost. But let's just break some bondages here tonight. Some freedom here tonight in the name of Jesus. People just to be able to be released and to go free. Beautiful freedom, beautiful rest from you, Lord. I'm not saying that God's going to explain the mystery that you're in, but I will tell you, if you believe He's a rewarder, you will get out of this mystery to a better place. A better place, a more glorious place. You'll help others get there as well.